1: So it's come to this. It has. It's it's a big one. I think this is, a, this is a
0: milestone episode.
1: Yes. Welcome in, friends. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast, and I actually had to go back and make sure we hadn't already talked about this Right. <laughs> it this feels was like, one of those where I was like, surely we've covered Tourist Trap It already. feels
0: like one that you and I have been talking about doing as an episode. Like it's From come up beginning. as a suggestion From the every month or so. Yeah. Uh, like, well, we haven't done Tourist Trap yet. Uh, I think both of us were holding out because we kept wanting to see it in the theater. Mm. You and I saw it uh together in a group like a few years ago, and that was probably like four or five years ago. Yeah, it's been a while, probably five years, and that was a really great group experience. Uh, I remember everybody was really into this one, this late seventies classic. It's, Low budget classic. It's 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 a perfect
1: late seventies atmospheric. Oh yeah, killing one by one uh, the the teens. It's a, it's not quite a slasher. I I have a hard time saying it's a
0: slasher. But yeah, well it's PG. <laughs> it's oh, yeah, that's true. It's, it is like that. Strange, weird, right, dude? This movie is so not PG, but no. it's one of those classic seventies designations. But Jaws is the funny PG, obviously. Mm-hmm. man getting his leg bit off and Quint getting <laughs> right. just bit in half and killed by a sh- man-eating shark. But this one, too, I get it. It's not the goriest movie and there's no nudity. There's no nudity. But yeah. the for a movie that, because of its PG nature, was just airing on Saturday afternoon <laughs> features for years, this movie's messed
1: up. This is a... This is a really great film. Yeah, uh, it's it's a cult classic. I I don't know if it gets the res- the respect it deserves. It's been getting more and more. I, I uh, see a lot of reviews that call it campy and yeah, low budget, and it is. But I don't know. It it's a. Uh, Kind of disturbing on a lot of levels. On a lot, that that's why I was really, really wanting it's the theater experience. Pretty with this genuinely one. scary at at times. Yeah. Uh, Stephen King himself is like, this is one of his favorite movies. Oh, he
0: talked about it in uh, his book about yeah.
1: horror, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, it's uh, it's so effective when it goes for the scares and kind of the disturbing
0: mess with your mind stuff. And it, I love that. It had uh, I talk about scores a lot. But the Pino DiNaggio score in this one Mm. was movie making for me. Like it it was so important because it captured that really bizarre feel Mm -hmm. of the movie, that bizarre vibe, you know. But the guy was a super talented composer. He's, you know, Brian De Palma's main composer. Yeah. I read
1: on the uh, IMDb one sixth of the budget was for Pino.
0: Oh, six of the tourist trap. <laughs> yeah, wow. Tourist so trap really, liked... really, leaned into Pino. <gasps> That's and,
1: cool. Uh, one of the producers, uh, not credited, but he was a producer on Halloween, wanted a more synth score, so there was a lot of okay. conflict. I but, thought this was but cool. Pino uh, delivers this classic horror score with the strings, and uh, I'm sure the I'm sure the problem was in that opening that opening theme though <laughs> with the like. Ba-na-na, and then, like the thing that's
0: like, <laughs> I like it's a tough the, uh, opening score with a lot of the circus element. Camp- that's uh, the campiness, right? A uh, boing kind of sounds. Yeah, it was giving me the same vibe that a lot of the weirder Giallo scores have. Oh yes, and this movie had stuff that felt very Giallo, and so I was liking those kind of sproing <laughs> kind of sounds that you'd get because you get hey, those you like weird it. sounds in those Italian doll movies and that kind of thing so that, yeah that kind of added to the vibe for me
1: this movie is like a, a giallo supernatural version of texas chainsaw in a lot of ways it's, yeah it's got the roadside uh, got middle a... of nowhere uh, vibe it's got a a killer in a mask mm-hmm. sometimes cross-dressing <laughs> and it's got you know the teenagers being picked off but yeah it, it has such a almost lighthearted at times, and then immediately the creepiest thing you could ever imagine oh, yeah. happening to you. Terrifying
0: basement shit happening. <laughs> like, the, uh, depraved stuff happening quickly. Yeah, well, this is... it. it you know, we, we've we talked about movies that, that know how to steal from the best, mm. and this feels like a really cool... You know, it's, it obviously takes stuff from Psycho, including, like, a couple lines that even really sound similar to <laughs> <laughs> to lines totally. in psycho, and it's also got you get that carry vibe with the psycho element, psychokinetic element. There's and... a
1: telekinetic killer
0: in this yeah. movie,
1: moving things with their mind to disturbing effect because this movie has more mannequins oh, this
0: is than a... Mannequin.
1: The movie, yeah,
0: no, this is yeah, Mannequin if... and its sequel, Mannequin on the Move. <laughs> Didn't it, mi- it mainly focused on the story of one specific mannequin. Yeah. This was about all the mannequins. Like This is a suspicious amount of mannequins for any seamstress I, to ever uh, have. Yeah, if you're terrified of masks and mannequins
1: and the uncanny valley of, of something non-human acting human,
0: Yeah. this movie will get to you and, really easily. And the scares in those scenes are really genuine, and I think they do play well in... A theater experience but yeah it has that same texas chainsaw vibe and i love the idea of <laughs> the the level of the backwoods psychos in texas chainsaw massacre are just the most unthinkable <laughs> monsters possible sure to eat human flesh and decorate with their bones <laughs> you this, know this guy use, this guy uses his brain Oh yeah, <laughs> this is a backwood. Like imagine the Le- hi- ever since the
1: blasted highway moved in. Imagine Leatherface could use his mind to move things. Yeah, and you've kind of got the yeah the, but also imagine if it if that's Chuck
0: Connors. Oh man, the 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 gunman, what the was? rifleman, the rifleman, and the rifleman. Bra- and branded. Oh, so two big uh, big westerns of their day, especially the rifleman. We're getting a little history here. This was. One of those movies that really succeeded for me, I mean Chuck Connors is this is this is not an underrated horror performance. There's a lot of people that like this, although I think I, I think in that Stephen King book he doesn't like he Connors does not he does not care for Connors, which
1: that's
0: okay. okay. <laughs> whatever He's not I, a casting director. I, one of so. my favorite things, and maybe I have a soft spot for it so I can't see it clearly, is these older uh classier actors. That don't treat horror as being beneath them, mm-hmm. like Rory Calhoun in Motel Hell, something like exactly. that. You know, where this guy is taking this role seriously, and it is a cheap movie that doesn't even cost a million dollars. But just because a trained old actor is taking is treating it like his best material, you're just bo- making it look so much better. <laughs>
1: Than it is. I I feel like Connors might have been a guy, though, that kind of needed the money, too. Uh, I think
0: he was hoping to transition into... uh... I read that he was going to do that, but that's just... I don't think he was desperate. He was still... uh, Even if he wasn't getting successful TV shows, he was still getting, like, one-season shows. So, I don't know. I think he was a a pretty well-off guy, but he was maybe... Maybe he had the Rick Dalton element. I
1: was gonna say, I feel like that's why we like Rick Dalton in Once Upon a <laughs> Time in Hollywood so much, is that we really identify with these older guys, yeah, who kind of have to make a turn in their career to keep going,
0: and are great in it, and are you know, it's my it's one of my favorite things in movies. Yeah, it's it's weird when I was getting into movies and you know by reading a bunch of those Ebert almanacs, mm, you know, mm-hmm. so I can just see how films are looked at by the professionals, by a guy that I knew from TV. Right. And I remember him talking about guys like that in these roles, and he just never seemed like he quite had the same appreciation for a good performance in the bad genres he hated. You know, I remember him always describing Powers Booth as a a guy who's always in stuff that seems beneath him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's true, but... Why would that make me like Powers Booth perform? <laughs> like, how could, doesn't that make you enjoy the product? You know, so I just love these guys who put right. on their great work in these quote not great movies. That's such a like half uh, half empty way to look at things. Yeah, like
1: maybe Powers Booth is elevating the material that he's in and making other people around him better, which we've talked about. Yeah, and maybe Chuck Connors is giving this movie this like kind of old grounded in 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 a classic like there's a lot of classic like you mentioned psycho there's a lot of classic horror elements at play here Mm -hmm. and also he gets to kind of give you the wild eye at the end and well
0: that's what's such a fun like (laughs) if i was put
1: yourself like maybe it's not as fun if it's just uh some like guy that's 20 years younger and just
0: yeah some some guy guy playing psycho in a mask yeah exactly the seeing Chuck Connors do it is part of the appeal, right? For me, seeing the guy from the Rifleman, seeing yeah, the, the hero. Rifleman is one of like, is like this great TV dad. He's like mm-hmm. an Andy Griffith type guy like the guy setting the great example and that's why he his works Son, and that's why he works so well in this movie because he's a whole such a
1: wholesome character even in the movie when when you're introduced to him mm-hmm. even though he's toting
0: around a shotgun when he's uh, approaching <laughs> right. people well it's he's that, like yeah but it's that the same of uh, Hollywood veteran charm that Rory Calhoun has mm-hmm. in Motel Hell that like this is a professional charmer who's existed <laughs> doing this right. entertainment for 20 plus years but now he's doing it smile. as a roadside attraction kind of man. Uh, oh, something I thought of. Have you ever been to any tourist traps? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, on any I don't road know. trips or anything? have there been any that you've stopped at and
1: I feel like as a kid, uh, we would uh, we would take road trips up to Washington Seattle area, okay. family up there. I remember stopping at like uh, my, uh caverns. Okay, sure. Taking cavern tours. I remember stopping at some sort of wildlife drive through place of, somewhere in Oregon. Sure, a
0: lot of nature
1: attractions. But the the stuff like the uh, you yeah. know the petrified forest that's yeah. like a log. Well, that's very close to us. Yes. Well, that, I'm saying. It's more than a log. I didn't I didn't buy it. <laughs> it's more than a log. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I, I can't say that I stopped at something I would consider Man. a tourist trap. When we when I was probably twelve or so, we went to Florida for the national bottle or the national dental convention. My dad has to go to dentist, goes to the schooling to get credits, blah blah blah. And uh, of course you guys want to go to Florida. And so yeah, so the rest of us all just tagged along to Florida, went to Disney World and then uh Several tourist traps,
1: I'm led to believe. (laughs) We were driving somewhere.
0: We were driving out to Daytona Beach or whatever, just driving around where Mm -hmm. the closest destinations in Florida. I'd never been there before. I'd never been in the South. And we kept seeing these road signs for a place called Manny's. And there were these, like, hand-painted signs for Manny's alligator attraction. Okay. And uh, they might have even had, like, a crazy Manny's alligator and had, you know, in... Explosive font, alligator wrestling, and like souvenirs—that kind of thing. There's so many signs for Manny's Gators, and we didn't stop at Manny's. Oh, you never got to see Manny. No, I have been. We bring it up too. It's like everybody in the family knows they fucked up. It's kind of not a story. We all (laughs) (laughs) have you ever been to a roadside uh, tourist trap? I've heard of them. Neither have I. (laughs) We didn't go to win either. <laughs> I'm saying. I, I could have been in the been a Manny's situation out here in uh, Chuck Connors. I have no idea what Manny's uh, is actually like. No, uh, yeah. A, a tourist trap, uh,
1: as the definition would describe, is a place where you go... It's a little more than advertised, but I don't even know what Slosson's was supposed to advertise.
0: Yeah, he really seems to blame the dang new highway oh, for driving away his he, business. He can't talk enough about. But it. But his, it's tough to know what his repeat business would
1: have been. It, it was either. Well, he would charge seventy-five cents to let people swim in his. his he did water have a hole. nice lagoon. Uh, so that's got to be bringing in the bucks. Seventy-five cents
0: a head. I mean. He said he was getting $25, 30 ahead during the dog days of summer. Well, there you go. So that's a lot of that's that's a that's lot of green. coin right that's there. Coin. And then
1: yeah, he's got uh, his his brother apparently, uh, Davey. They're in the mannequin business. He makes uh, props and mannequins yeah. and and uh, little uh, how do you do? Uh, I don't know. Almost don't almost, know the how... wa- almost the wax almost the wax works. Almost the wax. Yeah, it's works, really right? similar to wax works, but
0: it's more like the
1: animatronics.
0: That's I don't know how of. you gather. You're talking, I'm talking about the people that made uh, Tourist Trap. I don't know how you gather the amount of mannequins that were used in this movie without getting on a list. <laughs> I don't know how you find that many without drawing somebody's eye. Uh huh. Because there was well over a hundred different mannequins and a bunch of different face molds and all that stuff. That just seems like uh, the kind of thing if I were a neighboring cop... That wandered onto the tourist trap you location. Think, yeah, they must have had the permits ready. You gotta have permits ready to show that you're not. Uh, I mean, that feels like a good way to be a, find a Buffalo Bill. I got a lot of maniac vibes watching okay. this movie because backwoods Mani- maniac instead of like uh, inner city right, maniac. Right, exactly. Instead of instead I of the that. super
1: in like a, a Bronx
0: building, this is
1: a guy out in the country where the new yeah. highway. Hey, I, What's your name, Molly? I like that Molly. Well, let me tell you, Molly. This new highway is taking my business,
0: dude. Yeah, come on. These get another narrative. The people who have had their businesses taken by highways are a different breed of <laughs> Don't people. Don't fuck with them. Yeah, they Do are. Not they are need to be like. A, I guess they need to be like a protected class, maybe, because they are ready to snap <laughs> at any moment. They're an endangered species at this but, point. You get a weird vibe going into the movie that you know is PG. And so I know when I was first watching this movie, I was trying to not get my hopes up. Mm -hmm. Because I knew it couldn't get as, quote, crazy as Texas Chainsaw. Right. Texas Chainsaw is crazy because of its R rating, you know? It's able to to stretch that a lot. So I was not trying to upplay it in my head. And then I kept getting more and more surprised at the kind of visuals (laughs) Mm -hmm. that they were allowed to show in a PG movie, in a movie that needed no editing for television. I think uh,
1: I read a little bit on the IMDb that, yeah, the the director and the crew was actually surprised that they got a PG rating. Even though
0: there's no nudity and, again, no, like, but there's still some, like, people taking pipes stuck in their body and bleeding out well of there's them adult and... situations left and right in this movie I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of going on <laughs> there's no nudity but there's a lot of uh a lot of implied body shape yeah in every scene of this movie it's kind of played out oh, as a yeah. as a murder mystery where Chuck Connors is maybe crazy but he also has a brother who may or may not but the real mystery of the movie for me was how did Tanya Roberts' tube top stay attached to her body through every scene of this movie? It's absurd. This, I bet they had to slow down production by days to fix shots that had her coming out of that shirt.
1: Hollywood tape, man. It does wonders. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I actually suggested we do this movie once I learned the terrible news of Tanya Roberts' passing, and I
0: knew... I knew it. The first thing was going to be the tube top. The tube top is insane. That is the most science fiction impossible tube top. But Tanya Roberts, who recently passed, maybe? She She eventually did. Yeah. It was a a clusterfuck, to say the least. I hate when that happens. I feel so terrible. But it was one of those things where I didn't realize until, uh, you know thinking about her more in this past couple weeks just how much i really liked so much stuff that she did Mm -hmm. she has one of my favorite voices in a movie and tv that is her voice she's you know uh she's in the last season of charlie's angels she's in a bond movie oh yeah she's in beastmaster which we're gonna uh we're gonna also do get there we're also gonna get there Uh, this movie is becoming more and more one of the most iconic late 70s horror movies in every discussion. And then, 20 years after that, you get this great role as Midge (laughs) On, uh, on that 70s show. And Midge is such a great bubblehead character, and she brings such a funny sense of humor to it. But I love her voice. I love that crack, squeaky tone she gets. Absolutely. And I don't know how much Angels you've seen. She was a great angel even though she was only in the one season like right at the end i don't doubt it she was like really tough and really like smart mouth (laughs) she really lipped off to people and like she was so great she in this
1: movie the first time we watched it as a group a few Mm -hmm. you know four or five years ago now her character as becky and her in that tube top and just (laughs) <laughs> she i couldn't take my eyes off her she is just oh, yeah a, uh, a presence on screen she's great she's so about beautiful people who are a so, natural and yeah. she is just a natural and
0: something that uh, yeah just it's, it's one of those movies that when a like, hor- when a cheap horror movie is being made they are like so thankful privately that they found <laughs> this girl for this horror movie you know it's just like, she's so great and it also has one of the other girls is Robin Sherwood Who is hardly in anything, but (laughs) every time I've seen her, she just dies horribly. (laughs) She's in Death Wish 2 as the worst person to be in a Death Wish movie. Bronson's daughter. You do not want to be Bronson's. She dies the worst death. She's like kidnapped by a gang that Uh, her father ran afoul of. And then when she escapes, she jumps out of a window and impales herself on a fence. And so when I'm watching her get strangled, <laughs> telekinetically strap, strangled, I'm just like, "Well, this is probably better than <laughs> Death Wish." This this has a little more dignity than Death Wish dying. Worse. And so then I was like, "Oh, so clearly she's like a, you know, pretty actress." And they now she has like ten credits, half of them just dying badly for in front of me. So rough. And so. Well, that's crazy. The 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 blonde girl, Jocelyn Jones, as Molly.
1: Oh, the yeah. She's got 15 credits. She's I like... know.
0: Not a lo- Tanya Roberts really was like the the standout of the, yeah. the pack, but everybody in the movie is really good. Yeah. It's a really great fit for the budget, but Chuck Connors is so great and so fun because you get this actor who looks like he's having a fun time doing what honestly could be schlock. Mm-hmm. If the direction wasn't better, you're—he's wearing makeup. He's making <laughs> woman voices. This could come out as humiliating. Right. You he, don't know how this is going to look. Spoiler, on, spoiler alert: He is Davy, the the brother. He's he's been the guy yeah, all along. I like that the movie doesn't really pretend like it's a big mystery. Right. It's a mystery to the characters. We're the ones seeing him appear from different places. And also, I'm not sure how many other like six, six lineman-built dudes right. are wandering around this but, <laughs> tourist but attraction. When, when
1: he's dressed up as as Chuck Connors under this mask and this giant wig, he's dressed up as oh, in a top hat at one point. Yeah. The, and ga- and the it, main it, outfit really looks like Leatherface. It's so creepy, though. Yeah. And, and it's got this weird jaw thing going that kind of has that South Park Canadian uh I don't know animation. who
0: what makeup effects guy designed all the hinge mouth jaws yeah. in tourist trap but god, god are they creepy probably
1: the same guy that designed the eyeballs to just slightly move as if they're looking at you Dude, like a painting but it's a mannequin moving its eyes and and mannequins move
0: like this movie i did
1: not has the creepiest
0: yeah. things well the creepy part just barely moving This is such a great low-budget movie trick. And it's so smart because they do the best ramping up of fear because with all the mannequins in this movie, it's always a combination of non-moving mannequins, mannequins with some fake way to move them, or a real person. (laughs) Just a person, right. And so you get this weird mix of like you see eyes move and sometimes it's actual human eyes moving. Yeah, and it's not always humanized movies. Sometimes they're clearly fake eyes. But I didn't realize it was such a horror trigger for it. something that scares me whenever I'm watching a horror movie until recently, uh, a few years ago when you and I watched Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Mm. Oh yeah. And the guy's yeah. hiding under the Scarecrow mask and you see like human eyes frantically moving under there. Ugh. <laughs> was <laughs> so scary to me. Yeah, and so this movie with its combination of real eyes moving under masks, fake eyes. Ugh. well, it doesn't help also that while these eyes are moving and things, the music is
1: going blink, 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 ding, 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 ding The Pino Danajio like, score man. You just, I mean, it's so funny how Molly at the end of this movie just scream like this is how I felt at the end of the movie, just like. <laughs>
0: well, that's what it so played on the movie's uh, chaos yeah. and that guy's also a chameleon cause he did he did like body double mm-hmm. which is that great soapy like 40's melodrama music but he did blowout with Brian De Palma he did uh, the howling which is a I saw cool that. score yeah. like this guy I love the decisions that he made on this weird weird score cause it could have been definitely more of a backwoods banjo kind of yeah. thing or a synth thing which i love synth horror obviously i i love all the decisions
1: all the decisions in this movie i love how this thing has these long drawn out scenes in this basement oh man. where people are tied
0: up like it's really scary that's stuff that's why i mentioned the buffalo bill thing and it makes the, the think, basements in this are yeah. are creepy that that really jumped the terror up for me with that Plaster scene, yeah, and the the crazy the crazy Davy
1: character under the mask with the top hat, putting but that's the, putting the plaster on this that, woman, and like you're not really seeing anything except this basic guy putting plaster on a woman, but yeah, everything has come together man. to just
0: make it the worst imaginable. I thing. I can see the explanation for it being PG when we compare it to what else is considered exactly. acceptable, but. Seeing it in practice, it feels like they're constantly getting away with something, mm-hmm. like they're getting something around the with a technicality, and that's what I'm saying about how much Chuck Connors puts into this. He's doing these like song and dance kind of movements <laughs> as the playing all these different mannequin characters. This is a guy in his late fifties, and uh, I, I it's been it was on the director's commentary and on probably on IMDb that he was. Acti- actively looking to be like a Boris Karlov. Oh, right. late yeah, yeah, career yeah. As a late career uh, pivot. And I'm pretty into that idea. <laughs> I'd like to see more of that. I he- want to be a Boris Karlov yeah, right? in my late yeah, career. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, but he's Sign got me up. Connors at, at, in his late 50s has that kind of same thing that people really loved about Jack Palance uh-huh. in the early 90s when everybody loved Jack Palance for like two years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah when he Man, was he the was toast riding, of household, he was riding
0: high doing one-arm
1: push-ups Fe- and, america and
0: rooted on jack palance in 1992 Seriously. america's sweetheart for like 18 months everybody's parents thought he was great thank you billy Crystal. the schoolyard kids were talking the push-up <laughs> everybody loved jack palance in 1992 Chuck Connors gives me that Jack Palance vibe. 100%. He was Jack Palance too soon. <laughs> ahead of his time. <laughs> ahead of his time. Chuck Palance. Connors. Ahead of his time. Uh, but no, I love these respected, you know, Hollywood star walk of fame actors doing things that... We've seen some some quality genre actors in cheap stuff, like these classic people. We saw that movie Evils of the Night mm. as like Julie Newmar. <laughs> Right, on right. a movie that's like close to shot on video and you're like, God, you're Julie Newmar. <laughs> you're a fucking legend what and you're it? doing like like a Roddy McDowell in cutting class. Just oh like, yeah, come on man. <laughs> and it's like but but they're not treating it like these uh, oh God, I'm my shame. yeah. And you know, George Kennedy in some of the stuff. Oh Oscar for sure. winner George Kennedy is and so I love that just respect that guys like Connors have for acting. Cause man, it turns into such a legendary one-off villain. Insane that there aren't more versions of this character. Mm-hmm. It it just exists in this one thing. It's crazy that no one else has tried to do it. Like this seems like a property that you would that people would have been uh, bringing back by now.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, well, the guy uh, Schmoller goes on to do what Puppet Master and stuff after this. Yeah,
0: yeah, I looked him up. He has some a pretty cool resume. It's a cool resume of
1: stuff, but yeah, the the idea of the telekinetic doll maker. Yeah. The <laughs> like, telekinesis the fuck, is such dude.
0: a weird thing to bring in every other movie that's ever
1: it been. It must have been because of Carrie, right? It must have been because of the success of Carrie and it, because this the, yeah. like I said, it's got that Texas chainsaw feel because you're in this isolated wilderness area. <laughs> And you're run- and you know most most of the last third of the movie is people running in the dark, yeah, and being pursued. But yeah, you've got this Carrie vibe, but then you've also got this kind of Bonanza
0: vibe with Chuck <laughs> Connors going. Well, that's why it's it's so fun because it's literally just taking the the fun parts from the most popular horror movies from the previous few years. And then it, I've, I, I mean the the dolls and the stuff also
1: made me think of magic. With the the ventriloquist stuff, oh and, yeah, magic and, would have been before this, uh. and uh, that kind of just creepiness, like the creepiness vibe in this movie. The
0: balance between real and fake dolls, and the movement of the dolls in this movie was always effective. Oh yeah, and it always went on too long, and the doll, and once <laughs> you throw in the weird telekinesis and the ability to like throw voice and do voices. That's great. Chuck Connors is out here dancing. He's doing voices. He's wearing makeup. He's wearing wigs. He's doing limps. Yeah. I always love when a guy just volunteers to play. These old, great, respected actors are doing like three characters in a movie and one of them has like a limp. And so he's got to keep all this shit straight. Yeah. It's just like, you know, some movies, Donald Pleasance just shows up and shouts. Mm-hmm. other movies you have him doing you know you get a performance like halloween 4 where he's like oh man he's really digging deep and leaning into some of his classic training so if connor's just doing all of his old vaudeville performance kind of bits get that great fake death scene mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> where... oh where she shoots him with blanks
0: yeah yeah oh man what a what a great horror scene all of his scenes, man, that plaster scene is so terrifying. Yeah. Just describing how somebody's going to die as you cover their face in plaster and her friends are there unable to do anything. Oh, this is scary, scary stuff. This is beyond PG, you know? Yeah. And the movie's always
1: like, uh, yeah, it's had that supernatural element. But until the end, when finally, I guess it's Jerry, the, the oh, character of Jerry. Oh, the Jerry, Jerry reveal. What is... I don't... What's going on there? That's these, showing the... the. Has he always been a dumb... Like, is that...
0: No, no, no. A he, dummy? Connors had already killed him and, and turned him into a mannequin. Yeah. His work was so good. His animatronic work was getting so good Man, that, that seemed, he was that revealed... That fucked me up. Yeah.
1: Like, all of a sudden, like, Molly is, like, losing her mind because she's the final girl and being exposed to all these disturbing, weird, like, infantile family things. Sure. Tell me you love me and... Okay, the one problem I have, the one thing that Chuck Connors gets wrong in this movie, (laughs) I don't think you have a legal right to murder your wife and brother
0: if you find his knowledge of law. Yeah, his knowledge
1: of law is weak. He ascertains that he has a legal right to murder his his brother and and his
0: wife were, in his words, horin, behind his his back. In his own house, and so he's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I got a little quibble with that one, but so yeah, uh, he, yeah. he says he murdered his
1: wife, <laughs> and then said, "But I had a legal
0: right to do that."
1: Anybody would know. No, he yeah. seems to think like that. That's common knowledge. So this movie is maybe in the Rifleman days. Why, like, that. so you have moments like that where you're just like, "What?" There's and weird then,
0: comedy moments
1: at in at the same movie. time. Yeah, then you have Jerry all of a sudden turning into a mannequin before your eyes in one of the great. I th- mm-hmm. I think that's just a uh, that scene is just
0: it'd be like a legendary sci-fi movie scene. Yeah, you know, when the per- it's like a Blade Runner type person revealing that he's not a, a person. All of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden
1: the guy you think is a guy, the arm comes off, the head comes off. He tur- and it's but it's like
0: you have to go back and like go frame by frame, almost like what how how did so they the thing do that, that we haven't talked about when we brought up Connors and you know his Boris Karloff aspirations is mm-hmm. this movie is Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. He, he's Frankenstein. It doesn't help that he's also this big hulking man. Carrie as Frankenstein, but basically. But yeah. you're seeing him doing this work and reanimating human life in new ways. And then when we get the Jerry reveal, it's this huge reveal that this is how far his work's getting. Like, he's getting closer and closer to this weird plan. This guy you thought was just a weird roadside museum guy celebrating Custer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the confederacy is actually having this frankenstein yeah. plot in his little house and so that reveals so scary where oh yeah you get the gross like tell me you love me and oh, this pet- the poor petrified uh, jocelyn jones scene <laughs> where her big eyes get to do all the uh, the acting to her uh you know being saved one of the great reveal. the just kidding kind of gotcha reveals mm-hmm. where he pulls Jerry's arm off and it's just a pop it out mannequin shoulder socket. Oh, what totally. an effect. It's, what a shock. It's shock. It's shocking. Yeah,
1: absolutely shocking. And then, uh, yeah, then you're like, well, now you don't know who's, who's what. Uh huh. And it's one of those where there's a final scene and a final shot. Where, oh my God. And you're just like, I think the mannequins are getting away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's, it become it's, it's this weird, it's got this awesome kind of sci-fi like, twist yeah. right at the end. And it's so <laughs> freaky in a sci-fi. Yeah. Love like this, uh, Lovecraft or, or Bradbury type of, you know, reveal twist finish. Right. Uh, just, Oh, like this Philip K You're Dick, like, like what's realizing your reality has shifted a bit. The sci-fi twist is so brilliant and really, uh, is one of the main things that makes this movie memorable Mm -hmm. i have this thing that uh i watch a lot of movies and i always forget (laughs) the endings so every time i'm watching a new movie i'm just like i forget which one dies Mm -hmm. in this one i forget which way this coin flips i always forget movies by a few years later right at the end everything else i'll remember right this is an ending i remember (laughs) The twist, that sci-fi element that gets brought in, and that moment where you realize, you know, he's Frankenstein's monster, and there's these weird—it's so special. Yeah. And this, every other movie that would have been made around this time on this budget or less, it would have been a slasher. It would have been a cheap Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Maybe it cost more than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it wouldn't be as good. right. right. That's what they were all—the copycats were doing. And this one decides to do such a weirder, different thing, and it's brilliant. It's so good. I love all the kids in it, and I love all the freakier, crazier Bugs Bunny routines that Chuck Connor starts to do. Mm-hmm. That little sing-songy voice after he after he reveals she was shooting him with blanks, like he keeps getting weirder. There's a weird soup scene. <laughs> Where yeah. he's doing like a magic style pantomime with the there was the so much of him like acting out his role play in, yeah. in like cradling dolls while he's
1: surrounded by his mannequin versions of his mother and father and, yeah yeah uh, that scene where he's like searching for them in the hallway they're like pretending to be mannequins oh man the in maniac <laughs> so that, that's
0: maniacs the real gross grimy version yeah of yeah. this those gross mannequins with scalped hair on the on them in spinel's apartment that's like the depraved version of uh, right Chuck but that, that, that final of them coming to life yeah the, the the final of
1: molly freaking out and and all these figures starting walking towards her and they're all just people like Seemingly, people. I walking think that towards her at the, the end, Chuck Connors uh,
0: earlier dance scene at the end with his mannequin wife was yeah. really brilliantly shot. The yeah. uh, the real actress interspersed with the the mannequin and all that. I thought that was really, really weirdo stuff for a horror. You know, going through the the tur- turmoil that Jocelyn Jones is going through and what's real and what's not, and that, so effective that crazy. Uh, ending frame of the movie that it pauses on with her crazy face and all the mannequins in her car what an ending yeah so good it's the ending that right when you see it coming you see her driving in the distance you're like oh shit (laughs) like she loaded all her mannequin friends into the car her reality is blown well then i'm like is she yeah, she's got that she's got that frozen expression on you her face know. that doesn't look like any other expression she yeah. made in the movie. It, the, her hair looks different because it's being blown back. Like so she looks not like any other scene in the movie. So it's this crazy like have the mannequins taken over? That's why yeah, exactly. It's like ex machina where you're just like, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. It goes to this ex machina <laughs> <laughs> place that nobody could have been yeah. expecting. Nobody. And it's brilliant. It's so good. And oh, uh, we, I didn't bring this up earlier. We got robbed out of seeing this in the theaters. Oh. This movie, it came to me while we were talking about it, was on the cult schedule in March of 2020. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, it was going to be playing the last week of March. Damn. And then COVID hit two weeks before. I did not know that. So oh, we, I don't remember that. Yeah. So we were supposed to see this March of last year. That's why we've been talking about doing the episode on it for so long. Because we had it on the schedule. Because we thought we were going to see it. That makes sense. Before this the whole all thing happened. Here. Yeah, the whole thing. But Tourist Trap is this classic movie that you've probably heard of if you've been around. Because uh, with its PG rating... It was one of those movies that gained its cult following over television. It's got a great, like, uh, art, you know,
1: the cover art. Sure. also great. Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like, still very underrated. It's only a 6.2. I feel like it should be higher on 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 the
0: IMDb than that. That's really low. It seems like maybe it's just within my bubble, but it seems within horror circles, I've heard that movie getting talked about so much more in the last five years. So I think that's becoming more of a known respected quantity if hope it so. isn't all there yet, if be. we're not underrating it but uh yeah it's really great it's one of the marvels of under a million dollar horror filmmaking fits in with the best of the 70s era and yeah I someday hope to see it <laughs> in the uh, theater on the big screen yeah. cuz I think I'm really I think that's going to be the time where I love it the most yeah, for now it's on the Shutter at least. Oh yeah, uh, it's on Shutter now. Cool. That's uh, that's where I yeah. watch it. Not a great like 4K version <laughs> or anything. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been. a... You yeah. get a lot of uh, grain and static hiss on uh, any copy I've ever seen it. Okay, 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 okay. So I'm not too. I've not. That's why I've Supposedly, the one in the uh, that was coming back in theaters was a was a new uh, remaster. God damn it! I know. Look what look what they took from us. I. I mean, now knowing that
1: maybe I get to see 1979 Tanya Roberts remastered, <laughs> right? I will go see that because yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's terrible that w- that she we lost her, but she's it's so great so cool. at stuff yeah. like this. We're and gonna
0: come back and do Beastmaster. It's gonna yeah. be our first swords and sorcery movie, sandals that we've done. and swords kind of <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> can't wait. We're, we're 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 branching out always. I I'm really it. excited for that one. But Tourist Trap, go see it. It's available to watch everywhere. It's a family film. It's the same rating as the new movie Parental Soul. Parental guidance suggested. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know <laughs> give them a little elbow nudge and a wink while yeah. you uh, check some... If, if
1: things get a little out of hand uh, when a woman is being <laughs> It's PG. How murdered? bad can it get? Yeah. It came to this. Check out Tourist Trap. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. Good night.